1: You are listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast. I am Jordan Hall, and as always, I am joined by the wonderful Brooke Destra. Happy New Year to Flyers fans. It is New Year's Eve as we record this podcast, Uh, so I hope everyone enjoys. Brooke, you as well. And I know we are excited for hockey in 2021. It'll be a new year. It's so close.
0: It's so close. (laughs) So
1: close. Flyers training camp begins on January 3rd. The season opens on January 13th. And, Brooke, a bit of news. We're already getting some juicy, fun stuff before this season kicks off.
0: Yeah, this is a, this is a wacky one. <laughs> Brooke, a
1: bit of a bombshell. And I kind of thought when uh, we heard that Chuck Fletcher, the general manager of the Flyers, was talking today on New Year's Eve Thursday, I thought it was a little surprising because we knew he was go- probably going to address the media at the start of training camp. And he just talked to us recently about a week mm-hmm. or so ago. So
0: I so it was thought weird.
1: maybe he's going to be saying something. And what do you know? He announced that Samuel Moran, the six foot six defenseman in the Flyers system, is switching his position to left winger. Just very surprising. Everyone was <laughs> taken aback. Brooke, what was your initial reaction to it?
0: I am still processing it. <laughs> but, you know, hey, it's 2020. Why not throw one more strange thing into the mix before the new year, right? That's very true. <laughs> but, I, I mean, all. Also, I kind of had, to, like, the initial, like, first joke, like, wow, Moran changed his position before Shane Goss was there, did. But, you know, because that's been a running joke for who knows how long now. So many um,
1: always pleading for Ghost <laughs> to Play Winger. And it was like, <laughs> just, uh,
0: just put him on the wing! Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, so, yeah, initially I was just incredibly confused. And, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, hey, it just seems like a good chance to try this out now see how it works and you know maybe Moran's looking at the situation like wow our def- our defensemen we're pretty stacked right now how can I find a way to crack this roster that's where my brain kind of went right now because we're looking ahead to the 2020-2021 season and Moran's name has not come up at all defenseman wise and I can guarantee that that kid I say kid, he's, I think he's my age. Um, yeah, he's actually 25, Brooke, yeah, so. Oh, he's older than me, so, well, yeah. But you
1: still look at him as like a kid, I, I understand Right,
0: that. right, yeah. well, because, you know, we're talking about Joel Farabee and all these 2,000 babies, and mm-hmm. uh, it's crazy, anyways. Um, yeah, I just, the last thing you know that he wants to do is to end up in Lehigh Valley again, and that's not a knock to the Phantoms, and that's not a knock to the AHL, it's just, you don't ever just want to stay, in the AHL. You want to make that jump. And, you know, maybe this is a shift that he needed in his career to be able to find a spot on the Flyers roster. And I mean, you don't see anybody speaking negative negatively about Sam Moran. Everybody loves this kid. He's high energy. He's one of the most positive people that we get to talk to. Um, and no, and he's had a really crappy streak with injuries the past few years so this is the thing that gets him on board and playing consistent hockey even though it's not what we initially anticipated him for i mean a six-six fast winger who can shoot the puck yeah it's not a bad thing for the flyers at all
1: no it's one of those things that you like laugh at first thought of it it's only it did. almost feels like a fan <laughs> a fan fantasy like, fans just thinking, like, hey, try him at Ford. Um, but then, as Chuck Fletcher announced it, I was kind of understanding why. And you see Samuel Moran, when he, when he tore his ACL for the second time in a span of 19 months back in November 2019, mm-hmm. it just hit me. I'm like, this kid is – unfortunately, he's getting buried in the depth chart at defense. The team was already starting to build its depth on the blue line. And then you think of where they are now, they already have probably like eight guys ahead of him on defense. Then you throw into the mix Cam York, who's right down the pike, Igor Zamula, who was slated for his first year of pro hockey, who the organization's super high on. They just that's just two of them. There's just so many guys on defense, and he's unfortunately had so many setbacks with two torn ACLs that he's just starting to get buried. You, and then you see the size, you see the six foot six frame and you see a lot of big wingers who aren't the flashiest, but they make careers out of utilizing their size, being tough in board battles, playing that pos- possession game, dump the puck in, make the D turn, get their backs turned and, um, and then set up the next shift for a much better shift for some of the talented top six uh, type of guys. And guys make careers out of that. Samuel Moran even mentioned he's been studying a ton of tape on Matt Martin, who played for the Islanders. Bigger winger, and he does all the hockey cliches. He keeps it simple. He gets the puck past that D-man, makes them turn, and then creates a really good shift for talented guys like Matthew Barzell. And, um, and that's – you know, he's made a career out of that. So I understood it there. Here's Samuel Moran's chance to maybe find a different role – on the flyers maybe they have a little more opening at wing and see what happens and um so for some context for flyers fans out there listening the flyers approached samuel moran about two months ago about this elaine vigno and ian la the assistant co- head coach head coach elaine vigno assistant head coach um ian la uh, approached samuel moran about this they thought they could use more physicality up front more size They felt like they noticed a weakness there when they played the Islanders in the playoffs. And Samuel Moran at first said he was a little bit shocked, but then when he discussed it with his agent, they realized it was a good avenue, a good avenue for Moran to get back on the ice, be with the club. And there was a lot of uncertainty with the AHL season going into 2021. Uh, They're slated to start February 5th, but we really don't know how it's going to play out, how many games. So this was a really good chance for Moran to maybe crack the roster or be on the taxi squad. And try something different. Brooke, for me, what do you think? I also think this is a big-picture audition for Moran for other teams because he's going to be a restricted free agent after this season. He's 25 years old. They know the depth on the blue line in this organization. A lot of teams, not only the Flyers, are going to see his size, they're going to see his build, and they're going to think, hey, maybe a winger, maybe a guy we can, we can get into our system and see what happens. Uh, So, I think not only is this a good chance for Moran to crack the lineup and see what he can do with the Flyers, but also an audition of sorts. Um, If he gets into games and shows he can play a little bit of wing, utilize that size, other teams will be attracted by it too. What do you think about that?
0: Yeah, I mean, first of all, I'm really happy that that was something that they approached Moran with because it really just, you know how much they want him to succeed. And it was it, everyone was so disappointed with the other ACL injury. And hearing that and hearing Fletcher talk today, you just kind of, you know, you got this sense that they want him on the roster. They want him on the team. Otherwise they wouldn't have approached him with this kind of, you know, scenario because it's not common at all. I mean, it it does happen across the league, but you don't hear on a yearly basis, hey, we have this player switching positions. Not even, you know, forwards it happens all the time, to switch from the winger to center, but completely switching sides of the ice, complete mentality shift when you're playing. It's, It's huge. And to think that the Flyers thought that this was something he could even, you know, think about, process, makes me believe that he's going to take, I mean, obviously he's going to take it seriously and one step at a time. It's again, it's not a very common situation. Um, but yeah, we really haven't seen him play at the NHL level consistently. So whether that was going to be on the blue line or whether he's going to be a forward now, good for him. Good for Sam. Good for his agent good for the flyers it's it seems like an all-around great scenario it's a great audition for him like you said and for around the league nobody really knows what he's capable of but you got to think back he was drafted 11th overall in 2013 and he has played out of the first round of that draft class the least amount of games so whatever gets him playing is a good thing so i think right now we kind of have to leave it at that and leave it up in the air and kind of see how they approach things with training camp. And again, that kind of shakes things up for competition wise with the bottom hat, the bottom six of the, uh, the forward. So yeah, there's, it's definitely interesting. And this was not a storyline. I thought we were going to have moving into training camp. I'll tell you that
1: we're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Tis the season to thrill at the Nissan year-end sales event. Get in, then get out, and experience the most riveting ride of the year in a brand new Nissan. These savings on Nissan's lineup are sure to raise your pulse. Yeah, Brooke, I'm glad you mentioned that fact about him being among that draft class playing the fewest games. Uh, I looked it up. Over the last three seasons, he's played 31 pro hockey games. That's between the AHL Lehigh Valley Phantoms and the NHL Flyers, of course. Not a lot of games, and that tells you, kind of shows you the hell he's been through, to be quite frank. Uh, Two torn ACLs, um, the rehab that goes into that is insane. To do it twice... Um, and to suffer that injury twice in the span of 19 months, can only imagine what that did for him. And we spoke to Samuel Moran also on Thursday after Chuck Fletcher addressed the media. And he had mentioned he he was a little bit shocked at first when they approached him about it. But then his his agent and himself thought it was a good avenue for him. And what I really liked to hear from him was that he was excited. At yeah. the end of the day, he's excited because he mentioned this time a year ago, he was on crutches and he said he wasn't in a good He wasn't in a good space uh, physically or mentally. And you know what he's been through. So I'm glad, you know, good for him, like you said. Kudos to this 25-year-old Samuel Moran for, one, being open to this, for his willingness to try everything, and his persistence, really. And he mentioned, he said, quote, unquote, I'm fighting for my career right now. And I think that's why he eventually got around to the idea of, hey, let's give this a go. Let's give it a shot. And, Brooke, like you said, there's already – so many storylines going into a training camp, and now all of a sudden you're throwing Samuel Moran into the winger depth. And where might like, he play? What? Yeah, what, what the heck? that? <laughs> Just crazy to, to think of, but hey, it's a thing now going into 2021. And for a little more context, Samuel Moran said he's still envisioning a career. Uh, As a defenseman, he can still see that happening. The Flyers believe it can maybe still be an avenue as well. But right now, he is a left winger going into 2021, and we'll have to see what happens. Brooke, I found it even more interesting that Chuck Fletcher said during the offseason that he really liked the team's depth at wing. He thought they were one of the deeper teams at wing in the league. Uh, The Flyers obviously didn't really go out and do anything in free agency or the offseason at wing because he really liked the young depth at wing. Now all of a sudden you're throwing Samuel Moran into the mix. This could get kind of interesting during training camp.
0: I think what's really <laughs> great for Moran in this sense is his size. Because, I mean, you look at it, you, you have some of the bigger guys on the roster, Kevin Hayes, James Van Riemsdyk, but aside from that, I mean, the most, the biggest prospect that I think you could say is Isaac Radcliffe. Mm-hmm. He's a giant. 6'6". 6'6". Yeah, don't stand next to him when he's on his skates because you will... No, don't do it if you want to feel very small. Um, <laughs> but I think that that's definitely something that is going to work to his advantage because we, the Flyers have always been, in recent years, a smaller... And they're not faster, but they're a smaller, gritty... <laughs> grittier kind oh. of... <laughs> I can never say gritty without laughing now. Thanks Flyers. (laughs) Um, Grittier kind of mentality where um, the aggression is still there, but they're not, you know, on the bigger size physicality wise. And I think that that would be a huge advantage for Moran. Um, I don't know. It's, it's interesting because I was on the side of the fence saying I think we should I mean how many times have I talked about how I wish we kept Tyler Pitlick yeah. but the the fact that Fletcher and Co were very open about the fact that they think that they have they're stacked they believe in who they have now they believe in the prospects up and coming and not to pull from the Sixers but it seems like a really kind of trust the process kind of aspect right now to to feel how these lines are going to kind of settle. And I think that it's going to be at least for the first month of the season, very jumbled and you're going to see a bunch of different lines, a bunch of different um, scenarios, players swap and positions, but who knows, who knows? I mean, again, I, we talk about the mental aspect of this game so much and giving Moran this kind of shot, probably is going to make his teammates and wingers fighting for that position too, being like, Oh crap. Like I thought I had this. I may, may not. So it just kind of ups that ante a little bit as well. So lots of fun things to look forward to. Um, and whether we're physically there at camp or watching from a feed, it's, it's going to be super fun and again, just a crazy dynamic. I mean, not to shift gears real fast, but I mean, seeing the flyers tweeted up the other day, laying out the fresh sea- sheet of ice, you have the guys returning to the skate zone. I mean, it, it really went from zero to a hundred so quickly. And I mean, really in the span of less than two weeks, it's 13 days, I think, um, we're going to have hockey and it's going to be back. And I can't freaking wait. happy. Have- be new Year. <laughs> Indeed.
1: And like you said, it adds a, another element of excitement when you think of a six foot six Samuel Morant all of a sudden competing for a job at winger. Uh, we already know the storyline is going into a training camp. Like you said, the season is uh, quickly, quickly approaching. And yeah, teams love in house competition, they love internal competitiveness. And when you say, hey, we're going to turn this defenseman, a six foot six kid, into a winger. You gotta think that ups the ante for everyone uh, fighting for positions at Wingbrook. So gosh, camp is gonna be fun. I know we're looking forward
0: to it. Flyers Talk is presented by Wells Fargo. Whenever our communities need us, Wells Fargo is here to help.
1: Brooke, with New Year's Eve here, New Year's Day, uh, 2021, a new year, we thought, why not? Let's give some New Year's resolutions for the Flyers. Not us, I'm sure we have our own, but we'll go,
0: yeah. (laughs) No, it's been a year where it's like I might just push the resolutions that didn't happen in 2020 over to this year. But that's that's a different podcast, different <laughs> for another podcast. day, another another theme. Continue, George. Exactly. We'll,
1: we'll keep it on the Flyers. <laughs> we'll make it easy on us and, and, and pick New Year's resolutions for this new this new season. Brooke, if you had to pick a New Year's resolution for this 2021 Flyers team, what are you going
0: with? Hmm. Well, I think the obvious would be Cup. Stanley Cup. Which I want to say, but I'm not jinxing. I'm knocking on wood. Don't worry, everybody. I'm as superstitious as probably everyone listening to this podcast. That's obviously at the top of the list. But I just really hope, and I think that they're going to be a team that they really carry over the play that they had where they were where the season stopped last year, the Mm -hmm. peak. And it's going to take definitely a few games, a few weeks to get to that kind of intensity (laughs) again. But I think it's already hitting the players' and coaches' mindsets where it's like we have a condensed season. We can't take as long as we did last year to figure it all out. Um, But, I mean, you kind of look at the East right now, And I'm looking at the teams and I I obviously think that Boston is going to be their. I think it's going to be the most competitive team that they play against this year in the East in terms of battling for that top spot. And I'm not throwing away the capitals. I really think they're going to be the top three flyers Bruins and Washington. Um, But I really, I want them to finish this season in first okay. in the in the east and i know that you know <clears throat> who cares if you're first or second the post the postseason going to happen regardless I, I don't think that they're not going to make the playoffs it's kind of like right now it's like okay let's get to the eastern conference finals it's not are they gonna even make it to the first round anymore which is a great fun thing to be able to talk about not like all right there's five games left they're eliminated from the playoffs womp 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 um i want them to finish first i do i don't want the president's trophy i don't want the president's trophy <laughs> i know the curse i don't like the curse <laughs> but i want them first in the east i'm
1: like the- Brooke, i'm thinking of this off the cuff and it, uh you saying that just made me think of this question i wanted to ask you do yeah. you think Flyers fans would be, would be pleased if the team went to, say, the Eastern Conference final but fell short? Do you yes. think they would be okay with that? Because it would be uh, – in reality, it would be a step taken because they, got, they yeah. got knocked out in the second round last year. So it I would be a step taken. But do you think they would be kind of like frustrated or do you think they would say, hey, you know what, we're getting there?
0: I mean, there's always going to be that sense of, ah, we were so close, but we didn't get it. Um, And nobody wants to just be like, oh, yeah, we were a top four. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really matter at the end of the day if they don't get the cup. And that's the mentality of the players. And I think right off the bat, that's the mentality of Flyers fans as well. I mean, when they first made it past the first round, um... Did I cut out?
1: You just went dark for a second, bro. Okay, came
0: sorry, sorry. I'll pick right back up. Um, as soon as the Flyers made it out of the first round and they beat the Canadians this past summer, I think a lot of people, just myself included, hopped on the "Oh crap, they're winning it! They're winning it all this year!" And normally, I would be like, "All right, let's be reasonable. Let's calm down. Let's take two steps back. Let's be realistic." But in the kind of year that we've had, it was like, it was fun to dream and hope. Um, I'm thankful that they didn't win though because not being at a parade would have destroyed my soul. Yes. So it, it, all, it all works out for the best. Um, <clears throat> but once the Islanders won and obviously everyone was defeated and they were so upset. Um, again, myself included, I, was, I felt such a sense of defeat. Um you sat back, you sat with it for, you know, you do the 24-hour rule. And it was like, you know what? They made it. They were they made it past the first round, which is something that they couldn't have done since 2012. You know, It's something that at the start of the season, if they made it to the second round, that would have been really great mentality wise but i think just because of the circumstances of the year they wanted everyone wanted to be a little more optimistic and be like up oh, they're going to the final they're going to the final if they make it to the eastern conference final this year i will be thrilled because this is a team right now and if you watch them and i know a lot of media outside of philadelphia doesn't really see it they always peg this team as like not realistic not you know strong contenders but they have a chance with This current team. They do. But if they don't, and I think that's going to be a big mentality thing this year, even if they don't, it's another step forward. And again, it's going to be a team where, okay, if this happens and they get knocked out of the Eastern Conference finals this year, they're going to be on everyone's radar again next year, which is why I think it's going to be beneficial for both teams. Listen, if we get a cup, Heck yeah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying that I don't want that. Obviously, I, that's that's the main goal for everyone. But it's not the end of the world if they get if they don't make it to the final.
1: Yeah, I think it would be like you said. I, I agree wholeheartedly. I don't think fans would because I think. Last season, I was very surprised at a good portion of the fan base being really, really frustrated with that second-round exit. And I get it. Like, you don't – there's no – there are no moral victories. This is the National Hockey League. Uh, You were in the business to win games and contend for a cup. So – but I just thought it was such a positive, positive um, stepping stone season. They did so many things um, and took major strides after a seven-year stretch of flat-out stagnancy. So I thought it was really positive, but I thought a lot of fans were frustrated. Uh, they wanted more, and uh, but I think it would be a massive success if they went to the Eastern Conference Final. Cause, because, because broke if they went to the Eastern Conference Final, it would be another step in the right direction, and then it sets you up for massive, exciting expectations for a normal, what we're thinking will be a normal full season. Uh, so you would have two pandemic-impacted seasons where you took strides, and then you would what we're hoping is a normal season. Uh, massive expectations. And you would have everyone really in place. Claude Giroux for, t- for the 2021-22 season. If you're coming off an East final appearance, you got great expectations. You got Claude Giroux on the final year of his deal. Uh, you have Sean Couturier uh, the year after. Um, I think we'll, actually Sean Couturier that year will also be on the final year of his deal. You have everything in place and a lot of excitement. Uh, and the expectations, the bar would be raised. And I think that would be a great sign for the Flyers. I definitely think the clock will be ticking, though. I definitely think yes. that would make for crazy pressure in that season of like, hey, we've gone from second-round exit to Eastern Conference final exit to now is the time. Now is the time before maybe the roster looks a lot different. So I think that would be a huge success. Um, New Year's resolution for me, for these Flyers, would be goal prevention. I think if they could improve their goal prevention, that would be – such a huge victory. Uh, The Flyers last season uh, allowed the seventh, they they were tied for the seventh fewest goals allowed per game at 2.77. If they can lose a guy the caliber of Matt Niskanen and somehow improve their goal prevention, I just think that would be huge. I think that would be a massive success. I think it's a great goal for the Flyers to shoot for because if you're if you're preventing goals, you're giving your chance to, your team a chance to win. And I think that's what it's all about. I think it's what Elaine Vigneault's system is all about, is keeping the puck out of that defensive zone, playing in the offensive zone. You don't have to light up the scoreboard. You don't have to be the top goal-scoring team in the league. But if you play in the offensive zone, you keep the puck out of the defensive zone, and you get good goaltending, you give yourself a chance. So I don't know if they're going to be able to do it. Losing a guy like Matt Niskanen is so important. Um, it's so huge. It's a big loss. He is a goal prevention guy. Um, So I'm not sure if they're up to the task, but if they do, I think it's a great goal and a great New Year's resolution. So, Brooke, that's what I'm shooting for.
0: I like that. I think it was funny. I always go bigger picture with these kind of questions. Absolutely. Um,
1: It's a New Year's resolution. Hey, let's do it.
0: Go bigger, go home. I like that, Brooke. Ugh. That's
1: (laughs) – Stanley Cup. Parade down broad. No.
0: listen, listen. Listen don't get my hopes up just yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I totally agree with the goal prevention. Um, again, that was probably one of the bigger issues, things that we were going to keep an eye on this yeah. season because of no Niskanen. Yeah. Um So again, it's going to be exciting to see or not exciting if they don't, <laughs> if they don't fulfill that kind of um, gap in on the blue line. But it's definitely something that we're going to keep an eye on. If the flyers are able to, again, we know we can't replace Matt Niskanen. Mm -hmm. We know there are people that still tweet me and they're like, yeah, I was like, listen, we know we can't replace Matt Niskanen, but we can't clone him. So let us figure out other scenarios. People. Yes. I'm adding, I'm adding you Twitter people. Um, Just, just let them figure it out. Let them duke it it out. Let them, you know, like, again, this is a year where clearly we don't know what the heck's going on. Sam Moran switched positions. Like, you know, you don't know what to expect. And I think that that's pure chaos. And the fact that we're going to have pure chaos going right out of 2020 and into 2021 is perfectly expected. So I think that if the Flyers are able to, you know, really control that goal prevention with the lack of Matt Niskanen, the league should be scared. Yes. They should be scared because offensively, I think that a big thing that people had realized last year is that there wasn't a star studded player on the Flyers roster. It was a really group team effort. When people were lacking, other guys stepped up. Mm -hmm. If they're able to control the other side of the ice as well, more so than last season, be scared. Be fearful the Flyers are here in the East. Hear them roar. Or whatever sound Gritty would make. Squeak.
1: Oh. <laughs> his belly, uh, or his hands or something squeak. His belly button changes color.
0: Uh, his belly Hang button does change color. And oh. he has one that's pierced. Yes. Go Gritty.
1: I wonder what that guy's New Year's resolution is. I don't even want to know. It's kind of terrifying to think of. But hey. I don't know. We'll, we'll probably out.
0: tweet something out. Exactly. We'll find out.
1: we're going into 2021 fearless um sam moran is going in as a left winger the flyers are going into it without matt niskanen all fun storylines for training camp ahead which is slated to start on january 3rd and flyers fans we will have plenty more for you as things start to get underway but brooke desha thank you so much as always i hope you have a wonderful new year Uh, A special thank you to ben barry our podcast producer I uh, hope he has a great new year as well. And Flyers fans, we hope you have a wonderful new year. Bring on 2021. Thank you so much for listening. This is the latest Flyers Talk podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, please rate and subscribe. And we cannot wait to talk to you next year.
0: Happy New Year. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader.